Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Can I have a light conversation this morning? Topic, disappointment. <laughs> and ultimately, how to dismantle disappointment. And so I encourage you to move yourself into this conversation. You have a unique relationship to disappointment. And disappointment we get to grapple with on a daily basis. It's not something that visits just kind of every once in a while. It's around us all of the time. That's the consideration. It's within you and it's around you. And the attempt through this conversation is to highlight how that is so. Then I'll also offer you how to dismantle disappointment. And that's the attempt of practice, is to dismantle yourself. Perhaps not entirely, but at least dismantle yourself and put yourself together in a more efficient and wise way. And that's how I see the practice of yoga, the ability to dismantle yourself and put yourself back together. Welcome to each and every pose that you are in. You create, you destruct, you create, you destruct. And there's symbolism attached to that. And how you do that matters, absolutely. And wouldn't it be something if you're able to dismantle your relationship to disappointment? What kind of space that could create for you? It'd be quite amazing. So up on the board are some distinctions. Two sides, I'll speak to disappointment, I'll speak to humility. Both are very present. And then through practice, you'll have an opportunity to choose one of these two things, other things too, but in the context of this practice, ideally, you're choosing humility versus disappointment. The message we can often transmit out to others is, be what I need. I want you to be what I need. And what I need from you changes constantly. And so good luck. I need you to listen to me. I need you to care for me. I need you to do something for me. Be something for me. That's what I need. Welcome to relationship. Be what I need. It's quite the message. Not only are we sending it to everybody, we're receiving it from everybody. Oh, what a recipe. Consider that you're receiving this message from others too. That's the consideration. Not only are you transmitting it, you're receiving this message from people. That's why it's so bloody difficult to be a human being in some ways. Very difficult to be ourselves and very difficult to be in relationship with other people. Have you noticed that? Oh, good Lord. Hopefully you've noticed that. <laughs> Plus, compounded by a follow-up message. Ah, there's always the follow-up message, which is, if you're not, that'll be disappointed. So if you're not who I want you to be and need you to be, I'll be disappointed. And I'll share that disappointment with you. Because clearly it's your fault. You should just mold and shape yourself to what I need you to be. And life will be easier for you because I'll punish you less and I'll get what I want. And that's nice. It's a pretty good relationship. Isn't this wonderful? The overwhelming weight of disappointment crushes people. Absolutely. 
The weight of disappointment takes people places they don't want to go and sometimes don't get out of. That's the challenge of disappointment is a weighty experience that crushes the spirit of not only ourselves, but other people. And if you've ever been around somebody that has a crushed spirit, it's very sad. And it'll move people into, I can't feel like this anymore. It is too much. And so where that takes people into addiction, for sure. Into suicide, absolutely. You toy around with disappointment for too long. It'll take you places you do not want to go. The consistent message can be, I'm a constant disappointment and everybody knows it. That's the weight. I can't satisfy anybody. I can't satisfy myself. I can't satisfy my coworkers, my partner, my parents, my friends. They're constantly disappointed in me. And they say so or act like I'm a disappointment. They don't look at me. They don't listen to me. They ignore me. They leave me out. I'm not acceptable. It's a hell of a message. The lack of belief in oneself leads to the desire to protect and isolate. And much worse than that, that is for sure. It can lead us into this posture protection. I need to protect myself from other people. It's too hurtful, too harmful to be in relationship with people because I am that. And not much good comes from that. That is for sure. And so this is a two-way street. You, you know very well what it feels like to be in the presence of somebody disappointed in you. Oh, and it's weighty. Maybe you have a less, less understanding of the messages that you send other people and what it's like for you. Well, I'll put it this way. What it's like for others to be with you when you're disappointed. Not so pleasant. Disappointment. Challenging. Difficult, to say the least. And it does weird things to us. When I think about my relationship to disappointment and how crushing it's been for me and how difficult it has been for me to pull myself out of that state. Because it just didn't stay with disappointment. I took it places like into guilt and into shame and into self-contempt and self-disgust and down into that chain. That's where I used to take it. And I was very unkind to myself. And the practices I had was all about self-punishment. Because I didn't deserve anything else. Clearly because I was a walking disappointment. And I saw that every day through various different actions, interactions. I couldn't get it quite right. That was a tough road. And what was interesting, you know, the turn and tide in some ways happened through other people. People that I was spending time with. Like, why are you treating yourself like that? And it kind of like woke me up. Because I didn't see myself because it was such a habituated practice I had of beating myself up, punishing myself. Until others around me said, hey, what the hell are you doing? Why do you treat yourself like that? I was like, 
that's a hell of a good question. It was just kind of like this wake up of like, yeah, why am I treating myself like that? That's strange. But the level of hatred I had for myself was so intense. It led me to behaviors where I would consistently punish myself. And it's in the dark we don't want to see ourselves in various different ways. And you start talking about self-contempt, self-disgust, hatred of oneself. That's where disappointment takes us. And so how it seemed to me, every time I felt disappointed, I just shred myself. I ripped myself apart. There was nothing good about this. And so it all has to be discarded. So I was constantly putting myself to back, back together, trying to reconstruct myself and this version of myself that was acceptable to other people. And if I was acceptable to other people, then maybe I'd be acceptable to myself. That took a lot of energy. Holy goodness. And doing that over and over, I didn't have much sense of myself. How could I? And that's where humility came into play for me, which I learned through other people. I didn't have that practice. Having the capacity to be humble. That there was actually parts of myself that are acceptable. I just didn't see it. There was good things I was doing in the world that people appreciated. And we're saying. But I just. Discarded. Didn't believe. Because it didn't fit the particular narrative I had. I was in opposition of that. Mm, no, no. You don't get to compliment me. Hell no. There's nothing good about this. You don't get to treat me kindly because I don't deserve it. I had to shift all that around and start to notice that there were actually some good parts that people appreciated and to let some love and life into those areas of my being. And that was different. And I started to notice that I wasn't such a disappointment and what a damn relief that was. Whew. And so I could start to grapple with life in a different way. I wasn't so protected, wasn't so fearful, concerned. And ultimately I could deal with the air messages that were coming to me in different ways. And life is full of air messages. <laughs> it's an interesting way to look at things. And so that's the second side of the board here, the second board. What do you do with messages of error? Such a disappointment. Somebody's disappointed in you. Error! There's something up. And so what do you do with that error message? We have some choices to make. Taking this on with some humility and curiosity is a good stance and good start point. that maybe I'm not the disappointment. Maybe somebody's simply disappointed in an expectation they have, which isn't mine, and that's okay. Maybe I can be in that, and I don't have to take it on, adopt that disappointment, because perhaps it's not mine. Perhaps I can solve the problem with somebody else in this error message and make things right. Understand that you have a problem. Somebody has objected to you. 
So there's an error message, something, someone has objected to you, and can you solve the problem? That's what's in front of you, within and certainly without. Constrain yourself, contempt, and desire to punish yourself. And hot damn, you're good at that one. For being a disappointment, that's it. You got to constrain that side of you that wants to punish yourself for being a walking disappointment. And you have that inside of you. Do not be so naive. It's a bad strategy. Having so much self-contempt for oneself. It's a terrible strategy. Because it ultimately weakens. And we have to be strong in this world. Oh, what a life. Isn't it so weird being a human being? <laughs> Just, it is so bloody strange being a human being. And every day, get your ass out of bed, put your feet on the floor, and you stand upright. Take on, to take on yet another day. It is so wild and brilliant. Assume you have to take yourself apart to solve the problem, and that's true. We constantly have to take ourselves apart. To which degree, that is the practice. To which degree? Maybe you only have to take yourself apart a little bit. It's a micro problem that you have. Your entire being is not the problem. Maybe sometimes you do have a character flaw. That's true. <laughs> We're full of those head to toe. And so maybe you have to dismantle part of your character, which is much more painful. But that's needed sometimes. And when you start to take yourself apart, do so with great care and humility because you deserve it. Take the lesson, suffer because you will. Learning is suffering. Have you noticed that along the way? Oh, you damn lesson, why do you hurt so much? <laughs> Integrate a key element. Take your lesson and pull it into your being, your character. Make it a part of you and continue. Getting your ass out of bed, putting your feet on the floor and standing upright to take on yet another day. quite the practice. And so unique relationship do you have, you have, you have to disappointment. And I certainly encourage you to explore it. Because if you don't, it'll haunt you. It already is. Every day it's haunting you. The ability to move into this place, reinvent yourself. To mature your relationship to disappointment is a practice and a good one to take on. I'm not saying you haven't done it. But it always requires some tweaking, you know what I mean? Along the way. And so I have a question for you out here to make this real. What is your greatest source of disappointment? You could say you, and that's true, absolutely. <laughs> you have an incredible way of disappointing yourself as we do, set high expectations and never meet them. You ever do that? Of course you do. <laughs> that is one way you create a disappointing experience within your high expectations. But what is your greatest source of disappointment outside of you? 
With whom? Or with what? Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's with a coworker. Maybe it's with your spouse. I don't know. Who's got something to say about that? Giving you an opportunity to spit it out. Who's got something to say about it? Give me something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like how you said that. As embarrassing it is to say, I'll say it anyways. Your kids. Yeah. And their actions. Yeah, very good. Thank you for that. Who else? What do you got out there? Okay. Good. Disappointment with the lack of friends and community around you. Very good. Thank you for that. Doesn't feel great, but good that you can acknowledge it. What's the benefit of acknowledging something? It's like, okay, I do have an issue. You could even say a problem. And so how do I solve it? You seem pretty likable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you could, you know, start to collect some friends around you. I'm sure you have friends, but an expansion of kind of great. Anybody else? One more out there? Source of disappointment? Pretty much includes everybody else in the world. <laughs> okay. It pretty much includes everybody else in the world. Okay. The great source of disappointment. The population. That's close to me. Yeah. My friends and close relationships. Okay. Friends, close relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah. How does that leave you feeling? Disappointed, yes, but what else? Um, like I want to have some element of control over their circumstances. Okay. Yeah. Lead you into a state of control. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. So thanks for saying that. Not easy to say. This recipe played out will lead us into a state of loneliness. We pull ourselves away, we isolate because everybody else is a disappointment and who the hell in the right mind would spend time with us if we're, such, if we're so disappointed all of the time? It's like no one. And there's a part of you that wants that, that is pulling you towards isolation. The part of your being that wants that and you have to watch out for it and push against it. It'll consume you if it's not constrained. And if you've seen it, and most likely you have with people around you, oof, it's disturbing. And it's waiting for each of us. That's the practice. Pull yourself out of these states. Move yourself into places you rather be. That's the practice of yoga as I see it. And this morning, the focus is on your shoulders. Mm-mm-mm where we can hold the weight of disappointment, the weight of disappointment, the weight of the world, and has a way of rounding our shoulders in, protection. No, you don't get to come in. No, I won't allow it. That's the closing off. The idea is to open up. 
That's a strength-based approach. Protection weakens, opening up strengthens. It's almost counterintuitive. And so the focus of the shoulders is also on the board. Right side, defensive when given advice. Uh-huh, right shoulder, I get defensive when given advice, which could lead into disappointment. Left shoulder, undeserving, not acknowledged. That can happen, which leads into disappointment. Undeserving, not acknowledged. Experiences that you hold in your body for sure. And they can be held in the shoulders. And this is also the pathway out. Acknowledge yourself. Acknowledge others. We live in a sea of disappointment. It's everywhere. We're steeped in it. And the ability to move out of that requires humility and the ability to acknowledge the good things the good qualities that you have and the good people that are around you. It's a practice in of itself. So let's start that here, shall we? I'm grateful that you're here. I'm better off that you're here. Otherwise I'd be alone in my house. This is way better spending time with you. So thanks for being here. Good afternoon. Nice to have you here. I'm going to move into restorative practice. I'm going to maintain the focus that I had earlier this morning. And if you weren't there for the class, it was riveting. I just want to say that out loud. <laughs> and the focus is on shoulders, a place where we can hold disappointment. I'm going to maintain that very focus for our restorative class this afternoon. And I'm going to maintain the theme of disappointment and some other points around disappointment and how we can create disappointment in our experience as a human being and how clumsy that can be and detrimental over a span of time. So of course, up on the board, disappointment. The message we can often transmit out to others is, be what I need. We spoke about that this morning. I want you to be this for me and best you be that for me. It's better for me, not you, but change as quickly as possible so you can meet my every need. That sounds reasonable. No pressure. <laughs> and so we're transmitting that to other people and others are transmitting that back to us. And so we can swim in a sea of disappointment very easily. I need you to whatever, pay attention, treat me in a particular way, do something for me on my terms. Stop what you're doing immediately because I'm here and I have needs and I would like them met I would like my needs met immediately. Doesn't matter what you have to do. And if you don't do that immediately, I'll be disappointed. And I'll share that with you and torment you a bit, punish you some until you get in order and remember your priorities. So it can be something like that in relationship. And to see yourself in that conversation because it's happening. If you want to know, just ask the people that you're in relationship with. They'll tell you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, if they're not terrified of you, and they are. <laughs> so in a practice like this, the idea is to turn this conversation. And a good question to ask yourself is, who do I need to be for me? The you, the unique you, who do you need to be for you? It's a great question. We can be, we can spend a lot of our 
time out of attention on other people. Who they are for us and more specifically who they're not for us. And so the idea is to turn in this beautiful practice in front of you. It's an opportunity to do such a thing. And what do you want to feel more of than anything else right now? It's a great question. What do you feel you need? And will you give it to yourself? That's a skilled practice, the ability to meet your own needs. What comes out of that is we're less desperate and pathetic. And that's kind of good. That's a good thing. We're less needy. You can be much more self-dependent. And there's a lot that comes out of that, one of which is self-respect. And that's important. And so this evening or this afternoon, whatever you want to call it, that's the question. What do you feel you need? I'd love to hear from you. I keep putting you in these horrible this, these positions where you have to answer my tough questions. <laughs> but I like it. I certainly like to hear your answers. What do you feel you need more than anything else right now? It's a feeling. Fulfillment. Lovely. Thank you for saying that out loud. Clarity. Thank you for that. Self-care. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Say it again. To be enough. Thank you for that. Space. Space. Yeah. Great. Worthwhile. Say it again. Kindness. Kindness. Fantastic. Worth pursuing. The monkeys agree. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So give yourself this very thing. You have to convince yourself that you deserve it. Which is a strange conversation to have but a good one to have, that you're worthy of this experience and to give yourself that very experience over the next 60 minutes. That will restore you. That's a good thing. So I wish that for you. Use your practice wisely. We'll see you on the other side.